We're gonna try this again. Check. Oh yeah, there he is. Okay. Sounding fabulous. We are back once again. This is the ATP podcast around the post. And this is episode 145. It's your boy Jay here. And Mark Figaroa is here as well. And your mic is on this time. Yes, it is. Second attempt. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Good. As you stated, uh, it's green now, so we're on grass. Yeah. A lot of comebacks. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So um, how about you? Man, I'm feeling pretty good in, you know, in pod world and professional tennis world. I'm really... I feel like there there's some things to talk about. Obviously, the French is over. Yes. We haven't recapped that yet. Yes. And then we're starting the grass season. Mm-hmm. I think this is my favorite time of the year. I think. You know, it's, I think it's... I don't know. Do you have a favorite part of the year for tennis as for the sport and the season? Yes. Uh, I used to like the U.S. Open Series because whoever won the U.S. Open Series, mm. if they won the U.S. Open it's a, min, a million and a half more. Mm-hmm. But they pretty much stopped doing that. So, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, now it's probably grass. I like the grass. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I obviously, for local biased, I love that Indian Wells-Miami Open stretch. Yes. But then I also really like the... Kind of like you were just saying, the U.S. Open Series is... It's becoming a really good time because Laver Cup is also bundling in that yes, area. Yes, that's true. And... Um, then there's a few other tournaments. They It gets really busy right before the U.S. Open. Right. So I like that time as well. But I will say my favorite surface is grass. And it might just be because of the scarcity of how few the tournaments there are. Yes. You know, so yeah, this is a really good time of the year. Where do we start today? Yes, we're going to start with uh, the women. Uh, first off, um, we had uh, um, Layla Fernandez and Taylor Townsend make it to the doubles final. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up denying Coco Goff and Jessica Pagula the number one doubles ranking in the world by beating them in the semis. But unfortunately, they lost in the finals to the Chinese uh, duo. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Redemption. We have, uh, it's either Kato or Kato, who's the Japanese player who got thrown out but because she accidentally hit the ball. Uh, the uh, the ball to the ball girl Mm -hmm. she ended up winning mixed doubles and she ended up beating her doubles partner in the mixed doubles semis wow and then she ended up this was shocking to me she ended up beating bianca andrescu oh i did see that yes and michael venus michael venus is a really good uh, really uh, good doubles doubles player Mm -hmm. so what are your thoughts on the redemption story about her actually winning mixed doubles it feels good. It feels good. It's a little poetic. Um, she shouldn't have been pulled from that match that she lost for slicing a pass to a girl who doesn't know how to catch a tennis ball. She shouldn't have got axed from that. So at least we know she got some earnings and stuff like that elsewhere for the yes. tournament to pay for her travels. Um, I feel really good hearing that. That's great news. Pretty crazy that another big thing, her partner, who also technically lost her winnings, Got to the semis, which right. means she made a good amount of money as well. And exactly. Had a good story. So that's perfect. Yes. And then, uh, so that was really good. Also, Hadin Maya, uh, by making it to the semifinals, uh, is uh, it's in the top 10 for the first time. Hey. Yes. So any thoughts on that? 
Uh, pretty awesome. I I'm loving everything about all this news. I really I I just liked the results of the French Open. Yes, I liked who our winners were. I liked that there was drama and storylines, and there was upsets and exciting things, and it was it was not a letdown of a tournament in any facet or any regard. I liked every sector. I liked mixed. I liked fixed. I liked singles, men's, and women's. It was good. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we have a uh, Makova who beat Savalenka. Savalenka choked though. Mm. Um, Makova beat her in the semis, made it to the finals. Uh, Iga one and three, and she was an unseated player. So mm. I guess Sakari shouldn't feel that bad losing to an unseated player. Yeah, she beat her in the first round, and Sakari's the number eight seed. Wow. Uh, any thoughts on Mukova? That's a crazy run. Um, I didn't even connect that dot that that happened earlier in the tournament. So that's a pretty incredible run. And hopefully uh, her getting as far as she did will start to reflect in her ranking and stuff like that as well. Right. And then obviously obviously the big story is Iga mm-hmm. uh, winning her third French Open. Oof. Yes. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, she, she pretty much had a dominant... Uh, road until Mukova. Yeah. And this is her fourth slam. Uh, she She's won four Grand Slam titles. Uh, she's the youngest to win four Grand Slam titles since Serena Williams in 2002. Wow. And she also uh, matched the amount of uh, uh, slams at 20 years and a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Four slams and Nadal also had that amount of slams at that age as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? That's awesome. I'm I'm really happy that she was able to solidify herself, and I really was hoping she could, you know, almost like you know, slay some of her demons by playing someone who had her number earlier this year in the yes. final. But we can't hold it against her that that person couldn't make it there, and right. she beat the person who beat them. So right. it is what it is. I think that it's an incredible win. We're, we're seeing her dominance continue, which I was worried this would be the year it fizzles out, you know, just timing-wise. But she's continuing to be a top-performing number one player on the tour. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she does on the next two surfaces. Exactly. Um, now, to, to, to get the proper stat, uh, Iga's 22 years and five days mm-hmm. with her fourth slam. Nadal was 22 years and 10 days. Wow. With the fourth slam. Now, here's something that's insane. Mm-hmm. And I thought this... Uh, this may not be a relevant stat, quote unquote, but it's insane. Mm-hmm. Monica Sellis had eight slams by the age of nineteen. That is ridiculous. So, so when on on uh, uh, social media, when uh, people were saying, "Oh, con- people were saying congratulations to Iga having four slams at twenty years," everybody's all Monica Sellis had eight. What's up? That's a crazy stat. <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah, that's an outrageous stat. Obviously, we know there's a bit more to that story than meets the eye, but. That's a, that's an incredible stat. Yes, that is unbelievable. So, um, <clears throat> uh, so now the the top ten looks a little different with Maya at a ten. Uh, Kvitova after the French Open, that is. Mm. Kvitova still nine. Sakari didn't drop at all. Mm. Coco did drop. Uh, she's now seven. Uh, mm. Ange Jabor six. Pagula five. Garcia. I'm shocked because she's been struggling, mm-hmm. but she held her points. That's so good. she's at four. Pagula. Sorry, Garcia's for Rabakina, uh, who won the Wimbledon final but didn't get points for winning. Mm. She is now in the top three where she belongs. Yeah, that's good. And then Sabalenka and Iga. Yeah. 
So I'm going to mention um, Kyrios, although we're talking about women, because he has something to do with this next story. Okay. So Kyrios made his return on grass, and mm-hmm. he lost. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think that he came back too soon? No, I, I don't think he came back too soon. Um, I do think that if there was ever a surface for him to return on and to do it as soon as possible, it would be grass because coming off of lower body injuries, I believe it was the knee, then the foot, you know, it's very important. Grass is very demanding on the joints. Um, you know, there's a lot of slips, there's a lot of falls. You have to bend and squat much lower for lower balls. And I think that there's just going to be a little bit of a rough patch transition. It doesn't help that he got matched up with a guy who had a lot of firepower. You know, Wu is um Wu hits a pretty big forehand. I mean, Wu was hitting forehand winners at Indian Wells. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's a slow court. So I think that I hope he's not discouraged. I doubt he is, but I don't think fans should be yet. I think that expecting him to make any form of a run in his first tournament is just optimism that's all it is yes for sure and uh again uh we're gonna talk about venus real quick yeah she's 43 years old she made her comeback on grass as well got a wild card Mm -hmm. she was up a set and a break Mm -hmm. and ended up losing in three yeah uh what are your thoughts on venus's comeback i didn't get to watch that match and i regret not watching the recap at least but, I mean, the fact that she came, was up a set and a break, lets me know that she's competitive. Yes. Um, you know, I, I wish I saw it to be able to understand why she wasn't able to close the deal. But I'm optimistic as well. On your first comeback match, she did technically better than Kyrgios overall. So I look forward to seeing what she can do. I mean, when we really think about it, it wasn't that long ago she was extremely competitive on the tour. We're talking maybe four years ago. Yes. So, you know, four years can be a long time or a short amount of time, depending who you ask. So um, I think that I'm looking forward to her playing more tennis. And I don't think you should get too excited for Venus to do anything crazy, but you shouldn't be discouraged by that loss. Yes. She's just very up and down. Yeah. Uh, when she when she was winning, she was able to hold the up. Yeah. And then when she lost, she just lost all momentum and just couldn't regain it. Yeah. So she just couldn't hold that level yeah. uh, long enough. So mm-hmm. that's really what happened. Yeah. It wasn't that uh, she wasn't doing great or anything. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I bring Nick Kyrgios up because it's because he had a little war of words on Twitter mm-hmm. with Renee Stubbs, who is uh, Serena Williams' old coach. Mm. Now, uh, Renee Stubbs had an opinion and said that the French Open women's semifinals and finals was way better than the men's semis and final. She said that uh, the Alcaraz uh, Djokovic um, semi was good up until the second set. Mm. Obviously, we'll mention it again later. He did cramp up. Yeah. So, so she said the the quality was high in the second set, but after that, it was gone. There yeah. was nothing there. Mm-hmm. And then she said that uh, the Zverev uh, Rude match was boring, mm-hmm. whereas the Hadid Maya Iga match was way more competitive, more mm. ball striking, mm. and then the Mukova Sabalenka match was way more exciting than uh, the Rudd Zverev match. Yeah. Kyrgios just responded with a smiley face and said, really? And that's all he put. Really? Smiley face. 
uh, do you agree with Stubbs? Do you think that the women's semis and final was better than the men's semis and final? Yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> you know, I think that Casper Rudin's Zverev is not an exciting semifinal. I agree with that. That sounds more like a quarterfinal to me. On top of that, they they didn't go to war because Casper Rude's not really an excitable or a flashy tennis player. He's he's rock solid, balanced, and he's no frills. You know, he plays well rounded movement tennis and he, he grinds. Zverev is a linear player who, you know, he can crank the ball and that's that's pretty much his game. So there was nothing really to, to go crazy about and the score line also wasn't mind-boggling you know they they didn't have a war of a match Kasparud steamrolled him I think he bageled him in the third set that's a letdown and then I mean between both men's semifinals there were two breadsticks and a bagel there's a 6-1 a 6-1 and a 6-0 so absolutely landslide victories non-competitive matches the fact that Alcaraz fought through it he has all my respect for not retiring and playing it out I really respect that a lot but, she, I mean, you're not saying... It's not a hot take to say the women who just happen to be more competitive and have closer matches was better. It's not, it's not that impressive to say. Uh, so, so the reason why I bring this up is because the war of words continued. Hmm. So, after uh, the French Open, they, they're just on grass. And uh, Renee Stubbs wasn't done. Hmm. She said, and I'm just going to read it. Watching Venus, a 40-plus-year-old woman, busting her butt to win a match and losing in three sets, and then seeing Nick K basically tank a game to lose a set is the part where respect is earned. Then she said, if you're hurt, don't come back too soon. Mm. Play Play it with all or nothing. Wow. So she continued the war of words. What are your thoughts on Stubbs? Keep going at Nick Kyrgios. A little odd. Um, I, I, I don't get the the exchange there. You know, what is it for clicks and attention, or what's the what's the objective there? You know, he lost in straight sets uh, by a single break in each set. I honestly think that it was because he just wouldn't agree with Stubbs saying yeah. that women's tennis is exciting. He pretty much by smiling. What do you think he said? Was he saying that women's tennis is boring? That that I am curious about because he, I've heard him speak in support of women's tennis in the past for country women or countrymen. Um, he was really big with Barty. He was a big supporter of her, and <clears throat> he's also done mixed doubles. He's hyped up Serena and Venus. He's been out there on the practice courts in Indian Wells with WTA players, completely joking and messing around, but out there. So I. I am curious to find out if he is a WTA um, detractor and not a fan. Yes, that makes sense. I think do, I I uh, I'm not. I don't mean to call you out, but I honestly thought that you were going to go. Uh, I, I'm not saying that women's tennis is boring, but I don't really watch women's tennis, and I had a comeback for you. But I, I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, uh, go for it. The big th- the big three, quote unquote, mm. uh, Iga. Rabakina and Savalenka mm. have brought it. They've yeah. been consistent all mm. year. And honestly, it's it's a lot better to see a lot close, a lot of close competition to where Joe, anybody, the only person that can be Djokovic, in my opinion, is Alcaraz, maybe Sinner. 
Yeah. After that, there is no competition. Mm-hmm. So the the closeness of the matches are exciting. Yeah. The ball striking is clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabalenka on, in two matches averaged the speed serve second serve of 102 miles an hour. Uh, Djokovic was averaging 85, 89 miles an hour. So she's serving harder than Djokovic. Mm-hmm. Then in the match against Sloane Stevens, uh, Sabalenka was hitting just as hard as Alcaraz. Mm. So, uh, with RPM and speed. Jeez. So, so women's tennis is actually exciting at this point in time mm. because of the competition. Yeah. So, there's a lot of good things to see right now, for sure. I agree. And I, I think I told you this before. The sport itself has ebb and flow. You know, there are recessions in men's tennis and women's tennis, and there are these peak high-level eras as well. We are seeing... A high level time from women's tennis you know we thought it was going to be Iga out there as an island by herself and now she has rivals yes and you know they're trading wins and victories and losses so the WTA is looking rock solid right now and we're even getting some new exciting doubles results so exactly I'm liking the Townsend Layla Fernandez combination yeah that's very clean yeah so a lot of cool stuff yes so now we're gonna move on to the men and we're, before getting to the recap of the French Open, we're going to talk about little comebacks. So not only did Nick Kyrgios come back, uh, a name we haven't seen in a long time, Milos Raonic, came back as well. Uh, unfortunately, he was defeated. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Raonic defeated uh, somebody in the first round, mm. four and three. And I believe he got married. I'd have to double check that. So... Um, He's been uh, away from the game for a while and won a, a grass court match. Uh, what are your thoughts on Milos' return? I'm excited for it. I did watch that match, and obviously it, there's no better surface for Milos to come back on than grass where his serve is going to get rewarded because he has a complete rocket of a serve. And his curly, compact forehand swing thing he loves to have, it'll, it'll get more results on the grass as well. So, yeah, a uh, big salute to him. And I look forward to seeing what kind of form he's in down the road and what he can do. Right. And, yes, he, he did get married on uh, while he's been away from tennis. He's been away from tennis for a while. Mm, no wonder. Yes, and he got married. So, uh, speaking of um, mar- uh, uh, relationships, I forgot about this one. Uh, and then I'll get back to the men. Uh, there's a new power couple in town. At first, uh, I thought it was a rumor, hmm. but now it is official. Yes. We have Paula Badosa and Stefano Sissipas, Mr. I Can't Go to Sleep to win a match. <laughs> they are not a couple. And uh, the funny, I've been, I've been just reading the funniest things to where it's, well, he may be a loser on the court, but he's winning off the court. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the relation, on the new power couple? Yeah. Of Badosa and Stefano Sissipas. Yeah, they had a meme where it was like, this power couple joins forces to create a grand total of zero grand slams. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so mean. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I was a Badosa fan, so a little yeah, disappointed. She's, 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 she's a decent player, though. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, but it is what it is, I guess. So congratulations to them <laughs> this reminds me a lot of when uh sharapova dated dimitrov oh there you go that's perfect. the vibes i'm getting from this and that didn't last too long no so. it didn't perfect so while novak Djokovic was uh winning uh the french open andy murray won a challenger event on grass mm-hmm. uh what are your thoughts he said that he is top 10 on grass do you think uh does that still hold or does he need to win a bigger tournament he definitely needs to win a bigger tournament 
But um, I, I did see that he won that Challenger event, and I actually watched the match. I watched oh, wow. the recap of it, and I'm, I'm impressed. You know, I'm, I'm glad he's, he's really out there grinding. Seriously, he's really grinding out there. And, <clears throat> you know, some of the players he played there in that, uh, that Challenger were good players, mm-hmm. ranked players. Um, that event, I looked up the draw because I was just wondering, you know, who else was at this tune-up event? You know, who else did he beat to win? And uh, Kubler was there, yes. and, and Jordan Thompson was there. Oh, there you go. And he beat both of them in route to that final. That's solid. So I went, okay, you're actually playing good tennis. So I think that Andy Murray will be someone to watch. And um, he played... Um, you know who he ran into that you probably totally forgot about at his challenger? You remember the kid who uh, took Djokovic to, I think, five sets at Australia? The Asian kid? Uh, Young oh, Chung or something yeah, like Hyung that? Yeah, Young Chung, yes. He played him in his first round at that challenger. Oh, yeah, and he nice, beat nice. Now, how's that kid doing these days? I have no oh, idea. Oh, he hasn't been doing so hard. I just know he had like a million blisters on his feet and just fell yes. off the earth. So. Yeah, that's how he, yeah. Lost but, but yeah, so Annie Murray at that challenger beat Young Chung, Kubler, Jordan Thompson, and then of course won the final. Right. Um, that's nothing to scoff at. So. No, no, no. That's a, that's a good, good, solid run. Yeah, that's a great run. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he he does next. He's at another challenger right now, and it looks like he's trying to really get the ball rolling, get the engine warmed up for a good grass run. And I'm seeing a lot more success here on grass already than he ever did on clay this year. Yes, for sure. So I'm looking forward to it. Maybe he is top ten. Maybe. Now we have a disappointing loss. Um, defending champion Matteo Berrettini hmm. got destroyed by oh. Sanego 6261. Now Berrettini has been struggling this year. Yeah. Uh what is what do you think is going on with him and will he ever return to dominance? I I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on with him. The few times I have actually watched him, he looked fit and healthy. But the game just looked like it had holes in it. You know, his forehand was still remarkable, but it's almost the one-trick pony thing. You know, it's, okay, well, everyone's going to pick apart your backhand, and now we're, they're getting your serve back. What now? You know, because he does have an incredible serve in forehand. He's got, yes. a, he's got a great uh, plus-one game. But it seems like the rest of the tour has figured it out, and he's beating, you know, some of the, the lower guys, but... He's not able to take out the guys that are ranked in his realm or above him. So if he can't figure it out on the grass this year, we should be really, really concerned about Matteo Berrettini. Oh, for this, sure. This this sector, this next two months of time, we need to really keep an eye on him. Yes, I agree 100%. Uh, he did lose a little bit of RPM. The forehand isn't as big as what it was mm. a couple years ago. And he's just not placing the ball as well. Yeah. And his backhand... Uh, when we saw him against Taro Daniel at Indian Wells, mm. he did not hit through the ball. Yeah. He was slicing everything, so that made him very predictable. Yeah. He's going to have to do something with that backhand if he wants to come back to the top. Yeah. So uh, now we're going to have the movers of the uh, tour after the uh, French Open. We have Echeverry. Uh, moving up seven spots. Surprise, surprise, Echeverry. Yes, he made a deep run at the French Open. Crazy Nicholas Jari, who has a, he had a solid uh, uh, clay court yeah. uh, season, uh, jumped up five spots to 30. Uh, Zverev making the semis 
uh, jumped up four spots to 23. Mm-hmm. And then Hashinov is now in the top 10. He lost to uh, Djokovic, took a set off of him. As he should be. I, I I don't even... I'm not a fan, really. You know, I don't dislike him. I'm not... A, I don't think he's a bad player. But I really just... He flies under the radar. He's not super fun to watch for me. But he's the only player, I think, who's gone to... I wanted to. I want. I can't remember the statistic, but it's either he's been in the quarters of the semis of the last, or it's the quarters of the last four Grand Slams. He made it to the quarterfinals. Yes, exactly. And that is incredible consistency. And let's keep in mind, he doesn't even have the points for last Wimbledon. Exactly. So, you yes. know, I think his ranking is accurate, and he's a top ten player for sure. Yes, and then we have Austin Krychek and Dodik won the uh, doubles championship at the French Open. Uh, Christchek is the new number one doubles player in the world. Mm. So that's pretty impressive. Any thoughts? That is impressive. And Dodig is a legendary doubles player. Yes. Dodig does incredibly well in mixed and in regular men's doubles. So no surprise. When I see his name, I expect deep runs. Yes, exactly. So now uh, we're going to talk about the main event match, which was Alcaraz and uh, Djokovic. Yeah. Prior to the injury, though, um, the level of tennis was insane. Yeah. that That's the highest the tennis uh, level I've seen since Nadal Djokovic at the French Open mm-hmm. when they covered the basics. They were just knowing where the ball was going to go. The, the, yeah. That tennis match was chess all yeah. day. But this match, you the athleticism on it. Uh, Alcaraz probably hit the shot of the past 15 years. He decided to not do a tweener mm-hmm. and just go behind the back and hit a cross-court winner. And even Djokovic could do anything but clap. Yeah. Uh, if Alcaraz didn't cramp up, do you think he would have won the match? It's so hard to say. It is so hard to say. I strongly believe it goes to five sets. But, you know, Djokovic was out there like a seasoned vet. And Alcaraz said in his press conference, he felt so much tension in his body and he was so nervous and he felt he was so tight that that enhanced the effects of his cramps and made him cramp sooner and faster. So that lets me know that he lost to experience. Yes, for you sure. Know, he he was for the first time, the stage was maybe bigger than his britches, you know, so this is definitely a clear cut for me. This is a Djokovic actual win. This is not a Alcaraz, how unfortunate, you know. No, this is Djokovic going out there and being the superior player that day in the brain. Yes. Uh, in the head. Yes. Uh, uh, you you pretty much called it. I, I, his mentality is just above all. Yeah. And whatever he did in the past to mm. correct himself from retiring Djokovic, yeah. uh, it's definitely playing dividends now. Yeah. And Alcaraz needs to uh, pay a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. Now, you saw that he was having fun and stuff, but as soon as he felt a little bit of pressure, yeah. you can see the hand tightening up. Yeah. But prior to that, the the level was pretty high. Yeah, it was insane. Alcaraz uh, loves the kick serve out wide mm. and he sets up a lot of points there Djokovic was giving him many different looks mm-hmm. and sometimes he would step at the doubles alley sometimes he'd cut off the angle taking away that serve it was mm. amazing mm-hmm. and then the way Djokovic won that first set was the same way Yannick Sinner beats uh, Alcaraz a lot which is opening up the court to his forehand mm-hmm. he was going inside in a lot 
mm-hmm. and Alcaraz just wasn't anticipating that. Yeah. So the the level was insane. Yeah. In the second set, Alcaraz made the adjustments and was actually now seeing Djokovic, and he was like, "All right, you're going to stand over there. Let me hit a flat one uh, down the tee." Yeah. And now he started using more topspin than he normally does. Mm-hmm. So he was using top, and Djokovic was off balance hitting backhands, mm-hmm. and now he's getting the short ball and boom, putting it away. Yeah. So th- the chess match was there. Yeah. Unfortunately, but you know it didn't happen and hopefully he can get better at it yeah the fact that he addressed what went wrong immediately after the match yes lets me know how intelligent Alcaraz is as an athlete right and that that's a temporary issue you know um it's his first time on a platform like that and we also saw him as strong as he seems to be mentally We've seen him have this exact same situation when he played Nadal the first time. Right. Where he went out there and lost the chess match up in the mind. Exactly. It wasn't physical. It wasn't the technical things. It was too much respect for the opponent. Too much respect for the moment. And not being grounded enough and playing as if Tsitsipas on the other side. Right. There you go. You know. Yeah. He needs to. You know how Djokovic goes when the crowd yells someone else's name? I just imagine it's mine. He needs to look at Djokovic's face and imagine it's Sisipa and just play tennis. The whole match would change if he could do that, you know, because we we both know this as athletes, you know, when you respect your opponent, you give up points just from respecting your opponent too much. Yes. Um, we, we heard this. They said when people golfed against Tiger Woods, they would golf below their average when they golf normal people. Golf's an individual sport. Exactly. Tiger's not playing defense on you. You're just feeling the pressure and you're respecting your opponent too much. Same thing when people used to play Federer in 2004. Yeah. You know, they'd come out there already beaten. They haven't even hit a ball yet. So, fortunately for him, I do think he will overcome it. He did overcome it in some ways with Nadal. He'll do the same with Djokovic. Yes. uh, um, He actually was is his equal. So, it doesn't make sense why he was overwhelmed. Yeah. But this is the third time this year where he's actually cramped up. He mm-hmm. did it in Miami, and then in that final against the Nori. Mm-hmm. In the South American swing, he beat him the first tournament and then cramped up the second and lost. Mm-hmm. So this is the third time he's cramped up. So there's something going on there. Do we blame his team? Uh, a lot of people are. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, well, he's not being hydrated enough. He's not mm-hmm. hydrating for these moments. Uh Granted, he did say that it was because of nervous energy that this happened, but mm. this isn't the first time. Yeah, so I, I think say, there's something are, there. Those are two different possible reasons he cramped. You know, right? There are physical muscle cramps just from muscle fatigue and lack of nutrition and hydration, and there is also mental cramps, which is so much stress and tension. Right. I wonder which one it really was. Right. So there's something they need to work on it. Yeah. If, if he's going to be the new number one. And then Nick Kyrgios obviously chimes in and he's all, uh, you guys need to put a halt on that Alcaraz being the top dog. That's what you guys thought about Medvedev. And now that he's losing, he's not so hot anymore. Oh, yeah. His quote was, everyone thought um, Medvedev was unbeatable until he was beaten. And then he said, now Alcaraz is in in the same boat. Yeah, is in the same boat. Do you agree with uh, Nick Kyrgios? Uh, not really. Not really. Uh, I I can't... I agree with him in regards to there was a period of time where everyone thought Medvedev was... Like, they couldn't solve the puzzle. Yeah. And then it got solved in some ways. 
technically, I really don't think the puzzles have been fully solved yet with Medvedev, by the way. I, think I agree. That I, I just think clay is not his surface. Right. But on the flip side, I do think that Djokovic beating someone does not mean the tour has figured it out. Djokovic is separate, and he's light years ahead of the rest of the tour. Djokovic figuring out how to beat someone is not the same as the rest of the tour figuring out how to beat someone. The rest of the tour could study that match and probably not be able to execute the plan and do what Djokovic does to beat people. So I, I'm not agreeing with Kyrgios there. Yeah, Alcaraz still is unsolvable in my opinion. For everyone else on the tour. Yes, yes. Everyone. Right. So uh, after the match, mm-hmm. uh, he was asked by a, a Spanish reporter in his native tongue mm-hmm. saying, what are your thoughts on Djokovic celebrating in the fourth set when you're cramping up and he's still fist pumping and come mm-hmm. Alcaraz said, well, that's his thing. Uh, I'm not in his head. I honestly really don't care. Whatever it takes for him to get over the hump, let him do it. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, oh, and then the reporter said, because I thought it was completely disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And then Alcaraz replied that way. What are your thoughts on Alcaraz's responses to the reporter? Uh, I I think he gave the, the correct response. And look, when your opponent has an injury or oh, they're limping, or, you cannot stop trying. You can't turn off the kill mode. You have to go out there and take his head off. If he's down on the ground, step on his neck. That's that's sports. Yes. I 1,000% think he should be treating Alcaraz like he could heal at any minute. You know? Because we've seen in other sports, I hate to always bring up other sports, but I'll never forget uh, an NBA Finals where Paul Pierce acted like he was dying. You know? And he fell apart and he got carried off the court. And the other team could have easily went, whoa, one of their lead players is gone? We can relax now. And... He came back out 100% perfect and dropped 20 more points and won the game. Yes. You know, and I guarantee you the other team was probably thinking, man, we should have stepped on the gas pedal and really exposed the fact that one of the guys stepped out. And Djokovic gets it. He's a champion. He's going to kill you and ask if you're okay afterwards. Yes, know? exactly. And there's no better way to play the game of tennis than that. Yes, uh, um, I agree. As a matter of fact, uh, Alcaraz, I think he played chess in that response Mm -hmm. because there's two things. If he lets Djokovic know that he got to him, Mm -hmm. he'll keep doing it. Absolutely. And then uh, if he gives the response of, oh, you know, uh, he's in my head, uh, he's done. Yeah. Now he's Stefano Sissipa. Right. And then the other thing is just... Just a bully. Exactly. The other (laughs) thing is just let him have it. It's his moment. Yeah. So if he would have said, nah, that was very bad sportsmanship... Mm -hmm. He wasn't giving credit to Djokovic. Yeah. So he played it really well. Yeah. For sure. Um, Excuse me. So now we're going to talk about Rafael Nadal. So I'll give the stats about the Djokovic a little later. Mm -hmm. But Nadal right now is uh, uh, outside the top 130 in the world. Mm. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? 136 to be exact. Look, at this point in time, the second Nadal exited the top 25, it didn't really matter what his ranking was, you know. So if he's still going to have to potentially draw a big boy in the first three rounds, it doesn't matter what his ranking is. So I I don't care what he ends up being ranked. I more so care that he can come back and play at at least 50% of what we know Nadal to be able to do. That's more important because Nadal at 50-60% wins tournaments. Oh, for sure. That version of Nadal wins a tournament. It's a lot like Serena. Serena came back, was playing, I want to estimate about 65% of her level 
and was winning. So I I'm curious to see what happens, but I don't think his ranking matters anymore. Yes, I agree with you. Um, he's going to. It, it's similar to when Federer came back mm. after the uh, surgery that he had and ended up beating Nadal in the uh, finals, yeah. and he played three top ten players prior to Nadal. Yeah. So that's going to be his path, unfortunately. Yeah, which he's kind of had that path with good seating. Right. He's been through that already. So I I think if I'm in Nadal's shoes and I make a comeback, I would prefer to have such a terrible seating that maybe I play the fourth in the first round and take over his route to the final. Exactly. Instead of being in the middle where you, you're kind of just playing great players over and over and over all the way to the final. Yes. So I, I think it's a good thing. Exactly. So now we're going to talk about stats a little bit. Uh, Djokovic has played 70 Grand Slams in his career and has made the final of 34 in 34 of 70. Whew. What are your thoughts on that? That is a wild stat. That means if he enters a tournament, one out of every two, he goes to a final, basically. If I'm hearing that those numbers correctly, yes. yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That is legendary. That's scary. And prior to uh, in 2010, he only had the one slam, and then boom, 22 in 13 years, pretty much. Yeah. So that's dominant. Yeah, he evolved. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> so after he went, he won the French Open. Uh, they asked him, "So are you retiring?" And he said. I'm still winning slams. Why would I? I'm still extremely dominant. There's no stopping me right now. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. He has an easy three years left. Easy. You know, and, you know, we could probably return to this conversation in three years to determine how much longer he has then. But for the next three years, I just can't imagine him not being a top five player in the world the entire time. Yes. You know, we've seen all the big three go through injuries and highs and lows, but... You know, this he's the only one out of all of them now that, to me, he's the most health conscious out of all three of them. Right. He's hyper, hyper focused on nutrition, analytics, his mind, his body. And I think that we can kind of credit that to him having the latest success right. of the three. He had to work on a lot of little things. The other guys, it came more natural for. Yes. You know, they their bodies lasted more resilient, resiliently. Their nutrition didn't feel like it was insufficient. Their mentality didn't feel like it wasn't enough. They were naturals at those things. So they didn't work at it the same way Djokovic did. Djokovic does meditation, yoga, gluten-free diets. He's drinking lukewarm water. He's he's taking Adderall. I'm joking on that one. (laughs) But, um, you know, he's, uh, he's doing a lot of the things that the other guys maybe took for granted because they didn't need it in their early part of their careers and maybe shorten their career just a little bit. That's a possibility. Yes, exactly. And now the final take here, and that is going to be uh, tennis uh, analysis are saying that Sinner and Djokovic are the top favorites to win Wimbledon. Uh, if you recall last year or the year before, Yannick Sinner was up two sets to nothing on Djokovic mm. in at Wimbledon. Mm. And then Djokovic came back and won in five. I forgot about that, actually. I did. So do you agree? Do you think that Djokovic and Yannick Sinner are the top favorites to win Wimbledon? I... Djokovic is obviously the number one favorite. That's a no-brainer. I agree. And For do you me, think uh, Sinner... For me with Sinner, I I need to see him play a little more tennis. I know he uh, he had 
a rough French Open. He got upset in a five-setter in the second round. So I, I'm not sure. You know, I didn't watch him that closely last year when he played and was up two sets to love. So I'm going to go ahead and put him in my top five picks for now. I need to see him do a little more tune-up tennis. I know he's at an event right now playing. Yes. Uh, I'll watch some of his match play. I'll analyze and study. Bring me that question again then. Okay. Uh, let me watch him on the grass a little closer because I just don't know. I don't know. That year that I made the prediction that Berrettini would make it to the final, I don't see that right now in anybody. Yeah. Uh, Yannick Sinner is probably the best uh, choice only because of the success he had against Djokovic. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one that can match him up uh, strategy-wise and rally-wise. The big servers are just not doing it right now. Yeah. So I, I just don't see anybody else that would be favored over uh, Sinner. Yeah, you're you're partially right there. CC Pa usually goes deep on the grass, right? Um, but he he seems either either Bedosa is going to make him more resilient or even softer. Yeah, and possible. Let's let's have a hot take there. How do you think this new relationship will affect his motivation on the court? Will he be more fiery and more motivated to win? I would think so. She's going to be sitting in his box. I heard she already sat in his she box. She sat in for his a box match. already. Yes. Yeah. I, I I think she I think he will. Honestly, yeah. it, it can it can't hurt. They say Jordan Poole plays twice as good at basketball when there's hot girls in oh, the crowd. Well, there you go. Exactly. He won't be focusing <laughs> on dad anymore. Yeah. Uh, won't be focusing on mom talking in Russian. Yeah. So uh, maybe Badosa being there would help him out. Okay. Honestly, the new secret weapon, huh? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um. Yeah, Yannick Sinner just beat Bublik, uh, and he's got Rusevori right after. So right. two two respectable known players in a row. Yes, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to these matches, watch the recaps, I'll analyze, and we'll talk more about that. I do have a little bit of news that dropped yesterday. Okay. for you, um, Nick Kyrgios recently leaked some information about his 2019 Wimbledon ending. Oh, okay. He said, I should probably pull up the quote specifically. Um, but you know, I'll just paraphrase. He said after the 2019 Wimbledon, he had to check himself into a psych ward for suicidal thoughts. Oh, geez. And he was abusing drugs and alcohol after his loss at 2019 Wimbledon. Um, what are your thoughts? there? That's a hot take for sure. Or a good story. Uh, it's not uncommon. Mm -hmm. Um, Serena did it multiple times, locking herself up. Uh, the family didn't know where she was. Uh, Stefano Sissipas, after losing to uh, the Stanimal, mm-hmm. he his his uh, uh, year was shot. He couldn't do nothing, and he pretty much did the same thing. But uh, that's actually very very shocking. I I didn't know that, and I'm not. I don't want to say that I wasn't surprised because he's been he does a lot of partying and stuff. But I didn't think that it would go to that to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked Nick Kyrgios this year, who can stop Djokovic at Wimbledon? I'm trying to see if I can get a clean cut answer out of this article. But um, he says, the grass season for me is always the best part of the year. This year has been really tough. Obviously, recovering from a knee injury, I'm coming back at a tournament where I've done really well in the past and played some amazing matches. And the crowds are supportive. Obviously, this is before he lost. Um, but... He, I think he feels the only person who can stop Djokovic is Kyrgios. That's what Kyrgios feels. He says, 
if it's not me stopping Djokovic at Wimbledon, then it's no one. Whoa. Okay. Those are his thoughts. I mean, I, I sort of see it because he does hit big enough to mm. disrupt him. But honestly, I, I, I have to I have to go back with Yannick Sinner because of the matchup and style and and he's another one that knows how to move on grass Yannick mm-hmm. Sinner that is yeah and he has the ball striking ability mm-hmm. uh that Djokovic has obviously it's not as up there but he can match it to a point and uh change direction and stuff like that but other than that I don't see it interesting interesting yeah how how would you feel about Yannick Sinner versus Nick Kyrgios semi-final oh that'd be for the honor to play Djokovic in the final, yeah, I'd love it. Okay, that's that's the the ideal situation. Yes, I think. for sure. Okay, uh, that's pretty much all I got today. All right. Well, in that case, I hope you guys were entertained. ATP. 